Welcome back to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. Um, I don't know what this says about me, but my favorite book, books, I should say, of all time are, I have this collection of every single Calvin and Hobbes comic strip of all time uh, by Bill Watterson. And I don't know exactly why they're my favorite books ever. Um, beyond the fact that they're just pure genius. Um, but thinking back, you know, I picked up probably my first Calvin Hobbes book when I was probably in like second or third grade. And at the time, like the pictures just like popped out to me and the idea of this kid, um, going on these adventures and having this crazy imagination really connected with somebody who was an only child. And, you know, when you're an only child, you're definitely (laughs) relying on your imagination uh, to combat, you know, boredom or the the down moments where you're not having anything to do. Um, And then as you get older, you know, some of the more complex words, complex ideas, sarcasm, all of that stuff start making more sense or like the satire, like commentary on the world. Um, and so it's like this layered experience for me where I could read these same exact things when I was in third grade, appreciate it in one way, read it again in seventh grade, appreciate it in another way. And then now as an adult, you know, I get a kind of, kind of have a more full understanding of the humor that he was bringing to the table. And if you've never read anything or watched anything about Bill Watterson, it's just a fascinating story. Um, He could have sold the rights to the comic strip and he could have made millions probably. Um, Think about it, man. It's about a stuffed tiger. He could have, kids could have had stuffed tigers everywhere based on this comic strip they could be making pixar movies and all that stuff um and he never did he just wanted to keep it in one specific art form which i just think is wonderful and part of the thing that's cool about the whole like collection of of the books which you know i at one point one of my friends was like dude if you're there was just like one of those silly questions like if your house was on fire and <laughs> your wife and your kids and your cat we're all safe outside. What's the thing you're going for next? Like what's, and I was like, man, I don't know. I didn't have like a really great answer, but I was like, I guess I'd take that giant, super heavy collection of Calvin and Hobbes books. Um, And I'm thinking about it today because today's podcast is all about dad mode. Um, You know, being a dad is the most important thing in my life. you know, I, I have a lot of aspects of of life going on as a teacher and a husband and, um, you know, all of that and an athlete and doing this podcast and making uh, helping make this film that we're working on and all that. Um, but those those things don't happen all the time. Being a dad is like all the time. Maybe being a husband's all the time. I should say that in case, Lindsay. The off chance Lindsay listens, she's like, wait a second. That obviously too. But being a dad is 100% of the time. You're always, it's always on your mind. You're always thinking about and analyzing, like, what did I do? Like, what could I have done better in this situation? Um, In what ways, you know, 
is all of this going to play out years from now when my kids are grownups? Um, and I'm going to be completely honest. There are many, many, like I had someone the other day say, you're a great dad. And I'm like, man, you're not, you don't see the full picture. Like when someone says that instantly, I'm like, ah, and I think back to like a hundred, hundreds of moments where I'm not proud of maybe how I handled that situation or whatever, you know? Um, and you're like, man, you didn't see those moments. You saw like the Instagram diversion of dad mode, you know? Um, and I think like people openly talking, like talking about their experience with each other and being honest about it is going to be the way to grow. I think, I think I heard somewhere the other day, like, how do you know if some, like, how do you know you're a good person? And someone just answered, well, it's because I'm striving to be a good person. That's how I know. Like we're, we're on this journey, you know, we might not have moments where we're awesome all the time. You know, we have moments where we're stressed and, and all of that. And, but the fact that I'm out there trying to become the best I can be, uh, I think that's what makes someone a good person. Uh, and a good dad, same thing. Like you're out there, you're trying your best you're talking to other people and in this episode we're going to sit down with my friend jake reed who's absolutely amazing he was one of my best friends growing up um and we're going to sit down with my cousin matt rackers who i love too who's a brand new dad um and we're just going to sit down and we're going to talk about being dads and the reason why i bring up calvin and hobbs is because i always remember there's there's a couple there's like a concept they they go back to every so often where uh Calvin's dad is like being dad and like telling him what to do and all that stuff and Calvin always you know pushes back against it because that's what kids do uh and Calvin's like how did you how do you know this is the thing to do and his dad's like oh it's in the book they give us when we become a dad and you know as a kid I don't think I understood the sarcasm of that it was like oh there's a book huh and come to find out there's like 10,000 million books uh, about the topic, but there's no book. There's no rule book. There's no guide. There's no like when this happens, do this like you're figuring it out. And of course, all parents are like, I got to do mad respect to moms. They probably have like in many ways, like a really way harder job than us dads, uh, obviously. But in this episode, since it's my my experience that we're going off of here, um, we're talking about dads, but there's no book. Um, instead, I think being able to sit down with people you trust and people you care about and people you respect and look up to and just talk to them about their experiences, um, maybe that is the book, right? Like maybe just sharing these ideas versus just keeping, keeping everything in and not engaging with other people so anywho i was i in my mind i was like this is going to be like a two minute intro and now we're like set almost eight minutes in so <laughs> that being said let's get it right into the podcast after eight minutes uh this is the like a bigfoot podcast number 280 with my friends jake reed and matt rackers Dr. Reed, that's what I call you now. 
it's you're one of few, but thank you. I, I actually came up with a rhyme for you, Reed. It's you have oh, to be boy. like, I'm Dr. Reed, PhD. Like <laughs> I'll let that live and die right there. <laughs> uh, and then I'm here with my cousin, Matt Rackers. You guys have both been on the podcast before. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to just kind of introduce yourselves, that'd be cool. Uh, so I'm uh, Jacob Reed. I'm a faculty member at um, University of Northern Iowa in their exercise science, teaching sports science, strength conditioning, that kind of stuff. And I have, uh, I'm also a um, diet and training consultant for Renaissance Periodization. Um, and I have three children now. <laughs> it is bananas. <laughs> Ages four, two, and two and a half months, almost three months. You used to also have a giant beard. I did. And then during COVID, um, which like when I say during COVID, granted, we're hitting another peak, but uh, it was like back in April or so, I still had a beard. And I was like, man, I'm getting tired of this. We're still wearing masks. Like yeah. if I don't, if, if it looks like crap, whatever, I'm wearing a mask. Nobody knows what I look like. And so I shaved it and then I just kept shaving it. Which it was really funny because I started seeing students once the mask mandates were removed and I was like, can you do this so I can like see who you are? Dude. Like, I have no idea what you look like. Otherwise. Me too. I told them, I'm like, dude, you're going to be the weird class of kids who are like, you'll come up to me, you know, in a few, even next, even this year, like as we go back to school, if they come up to me and they're not wearing a mask, I'm like, remind me, go, yeah, put your hand over your face. And I'll recognize wow. your eyes from here up. But and then wow. it was weird because they take their mask off outside. We would do mask breaks. Um, I know in at the university you weren't you weren't taking them outside to play Foursquare and stuff. Um, Should have. We actually had a lot of faculty that taught outside. Like they were spray painting like six foot square seats wow. outside nice. on the hills in the grass. Yeah. Dude, teaching outside better than teaching inside. I'm here to say it is. Yeah, but uh, they'd take their masks off outside, and you'd be like. I didn't, that's not what I expected, <laughs> but I'm with you, man. I actually just shaved cause I'm about to go back to school and I'm like, I don't know what the mask thing's going to be. So it's too itchy, dude. Matt's still rocking it though. Oh, I'll never shave again. I, so I went to Catholic high school and stuff and we had to shave until I was like 19 years old. So no, I'll never actually clean shave again. I felt the we, same way. Yeah. Uh, and then I don't know why I was just like, man, because it was down. I mean, it was like fully down was a year legit, at one point. I was yeah. impressed, dude, because I can't not grow that. Bring it back. <laughs> I get a lot of people who make comments on that. They're like, oh, really? It's gone? I was like, man, that must have been my entire identity. <laughs> beard guy. He's beard guy. Seriously. Um, <laughs> um, guy with a big beard? <laughs> Matt, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Yeah. So uh, I'm Matt Rackers. I'm Chris's cousin. I am not a doctor. I have not been through very much school in that realm at all. Uh, I'm a small business owner. Uh, I've got a few businesses at this point and uh, kind of a, I guess, serial entrepreneur at this point. Um, not serial. Not like. Oh, I was saying like cereal. You're thinking food. Yeah. yeah. Dude, you're cereal. Mm -hmm. I the am psycho cereals. Yeah. That's correct. <laughs> Technically, probably, isn't that then though a serial entrepreneur would same be the same as a serial killer? Dude. Like the serial is the same, yeah. isn't it? Serial yeah. is the same. Oh yeah. yeah, I was way off. Yeah, 
hey, here's something for you guys. I don't know what the word cereal means now that you say that. I'm like, I guess it means you do stuff a lot. See, it's it's got to be base word of series, right? Oh, yeah, like multiple times. There you go. There we, we, Look at we, us. We figured it out. We Learning. didn't read here, dude. We're out here <laughs> learning. I honestly was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but for for this, for what we kind of like want to talk about, um, tell us what what new event happened in your life recently. Yeah. So during the uh, during the pandemic, my wife and I were blessed with our first son. So I have a uh, or our first child overall. So I've got a nine month old baby boy that keeps me up at night. Congrats. Yeah. And that will never change. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> both of both of you have and I guess you can talk about this really quick but Matt you kind of have started like it's just fun man like doing a podcast is like just an excuse to have conversations with people about things you want to learn about or things you just want to bounce ideas off of and both of you have kind of started um like dad mode podcasts where you're like let's talk about just being dads you know like what challenges do you face and so often we find ourselves not talking about the challenges as, as dads. And I think what you guys are doing is really cool. Like I got to talk to Matt for like an hour and we just got to talk about like what that experience has been like for me and, and all of that. And yeah, I don't know. It was awesome, man. Yeah. I, uh, so I actually started this whole project just under the guys. Actually, I think Thad was the one that brought it up. It's, it's a unique thing we have now where the technology is advanced enough. We can record ourselves. And when my son is 30 years old, he can look back and see actually like from a almost first point person point of view, like where my mindset's at, how I'm reacting to him as a toddler. And I just think that's really cool. Like, I, I think that'll be a cool thing to leave for him and, and for him to eventually see like how much I mildly despised him at 3 a.m. last night. So I'm with you, dude. I have a two and a half year old. I mildly despised that 3 a.m. last night. So, (laughs) but no, dude, I love this too. I feel like sometimes on the podcast, like I want to paint a realistic picture. Like I don't want to paint the picture of like, we all three of us are like, we're the best in the world. Yeah. Cause I'm like, dude, I had a freaking rough night last night and I guess sometimes as dads, like your response isn't something you're proud of all the time. And oh, man. I, <laughs> I like having these conversations <laughs> though, because it's almost like you're talking about like in your mind, like what your goal is as a dad, do you always hit the goal? Of course not. No one always does, but at least you're like visualizing and kind of like talking about like, you know, what you're shooting for, what you're aiming for, if that makes sense. Literally an hour ago, <laughs> I kid you not. Uh, so four, four and a two-year-old, and um, the house is quiet. It's not good when it's quiet. Like that old adage of like I can't hear anything, something wrong's happening is so true. So true. I'm going upstairs because I just got done training, and I was going to go shower before I came to campus so we could record using my actual equipment, and. Um, I go upstairs and their bedroom door is shut. Like, uh, it never happens. Open the door. It's quiet. I hear them kind of wrestling around in their closet. And there's this like, it's a big walk-in closet. This house is over a hundred years old, but they've got a giant walk-in closet. And I open the door and they've taken, like we hold 
games, puzzles, all their clothing, my wife's clothing, everything is in this closet. They've taken all the clothes off the hangers and just gone throwing them everywhere. They've taken all the puzzles, thrown them everywhere. There's puzzle pieces scattered everywhere, board games, done, just. I open the door to uh, our hampers and a pile of stuff at my knees and I just lost it. And I was like, out now, time out. And our time out is put them on the steps. So there's no negative association with, with anything else. Put them on the steps. One goes on the steps. Tom, the little one is crying in the corner. Cause he's like, Oh man, dad is mad. Grab him. And Katie comes upstairs and she's like, it's not that bad. It's like, I know. I was so surprised and I just lost it. I'm not happy about it, yeah. but I did. And I apologized to, to them after, but I was like, oh, man. Dude, it's the thing. It's like you're, <laughs> you, all of a sudden you get an unexpected chore. And you're like, I didn't expect yeah. this chore today. What? And then you think from their perspective, like it's hard in the moment. I like, I don't, I do the same thing. And I, when I step back and think from their perspective, like, like the two-year-old's probably like, I, this was super fun. Like, what do you mean? Like, we just got stuff out. It was awesome. <laughs> yep. It can be put back. Nothing's broken. They didn't set the house on fire. I mean, it, it's not a problem. It's just annoying. Cause like they had, it had been building up. Like we're on the, cause my gym has daycare inside it. So I took them with, and on the way home, they were just not normal, like abnormally um, rowdy. Yeah. And I was just like, you guys are going to take a nap. Two-year-old still naps. Four-year-old doesn't. Like we've worked worked that out this summer. Like you're napping. He's like, no, I'm not. And so going upstairs was like <laughs> kind of the culmination of that whole event <laughs> of the morning just happening. Yeah. And it's also the you know the end of summer and you're just tired of the children at this point. But that's another story, dude. So Reed, what um you're gonna? I you haven't started the project yet, or you have? Your we haven't we've had a um, we actually have the web domain okay. um and we have just ideas on paper we're going to start scheduling right now but a buddy of mine uh jeff fryer and i are going to do um a podcast uh two dads in a gym and great we're name. still great tossing name. around <laughs> that was him. that was all him it was wonderful um but jeff and i met when we were in school at east tennessee state and um he's also a serial entrepreneur um does his own uh he has his own company training company does some fantastic stuff he trains people that are some, like amongst all his clients professional cl log climbers yes do lumberjacks yeah how awesome is that like it's amazing and so there's this like and, and obviously i have my training and nutrition stuff as well there's the whole aspect of being a dad trying to like be fit to do these things like chris you do amazing job at being able to like get up at 3 a.m and go that's for my your only long talent months. man that's my only talent. dude it's, a, it's fantastic it's four it's four i can't okay three big difference it is actually you have children but like like for me, it didn't, it wasn't that way. Like it took me the better part of three years to get to a point where I was back into this, like my identity of being in fitness and training and that kind of stuff. Now I did stuff along the way, but it was never consistent. And so it's about talking about those, those struggles that you have 
like as a dad, you know, talking about working with, with clients as well, you know, the, the trials and tribulations that they see, cause you get a lot of parents, you get professional athletes who are parents. I mean, yeah. you, you get all this stuff that you have to work through. And as it's already been mentioned, like nobody's perfect, even though there seems to be this, it's like something everybody absolutely understands. Like nobody's ever going to be perfect. You're always going to make a mistake, but there's this overlying thing is like, we should, we should be like the expectation is that we should be. And so for us, it's really just going to be kind of a therapeutic thing, to be honest. Like, I love your idea of having it be for your, your son. Like, and I thought about it as well with other podcasts I've done. It's like, this can be super cool for them to be able to like come back and look. But for us, it's like, it's other dads, like on TikTok, if you get their algorithm going right, you get into dad TikTok. And then it's great because it's just dad saying like the same stuff that I just did with actually like well done videos, right? <laughs> yeah. And it, it feels good to be able to have those conversations, to be able to get it off your chest. Because, you know, we look at like our parents, it, they probably did, it appearances anyway, is like nobody ever talked about that kind of stuff. You just internalized it. And we're in this day and age now where it's like, no, that's not right. Talk about it. Like everybody's becoming comfortable with that. And so that's kind of, I think, our way to kind of, to be able to do that, to have, I don't know, maybe our own little therapy session, if you will. And then also mm -hmm. just talk about funny stuff along the way. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, dude, it's so you get, sometimes you get into this whole like, I think the idea, like, you're right, like people strive for this perfection with parenting that'll never, ever in a million years be reached, you know, like it's just not going to happen. I think the striving for it isn't probably important, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Like, it's good. That means you're a good, I think I told you this, Matt, like it means you're a good parent if you're you at least try, like that's what you're shooting for. But at the same time, like you got to give yourself grace too. like it's, it's it can be frustrating there are moments of major frustration and then like 10 minutes later you're just like i'm so in love with this little thing why was i such a jerk like i've done i did that last night with my youngest she like just can't like she doesn't sleep dude she just doesn't go to sleep and she'll fight like she'll kick you in the face and stuff until she just she's either kicking you or asleep and she'll, she'll like kick and, and th like throw around and then, and then she's just out and you're like, dude, that was like a one minute difference there. But, and I was getting frustrated cause it was like, man, just go to sleep, please. Like I'm tired. We're tired. Your sister's tired. She's trying to sleep and yeah, man. But, but so I think there's this idea of like, you got to give yourself a little bit of grace. Um, at least you're not just completely zoned out, not striving for, for being a good parent, you know, but it's so much of like, it just seems so serious because it's your kids. It's the most important thing in your world. And mm -hmm. at least for me, like I get really self-critical where when I mess up, which happens, uh, I like definitely like get down on myself like all morning. So I woke up this morning, then went for my run and the whole run, I'm just like, dude, why did I like yell like a jerk? Like, what was I think? Like, a two and a half year old's not going to understand that, <laughs> you know. I think All that's they understand thing is you're about, angry. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like that's an absolute fact. But that's like an important thing about exercise too, right? Like, I mean, that's what it's for is for us to be like people to be able to reflect on that kind of thing. Yeah. Because if you can't reflect, you can't like make that modification in the future, and so it really does become, you know, it's not only important for physical health, but it's also mental health. It's like it's a big deal to be able to do that because next time that's going to happen is like, you're probably going to be frustrated, but just 
maybe not as much. Yeah. And then like, you're going to be just as frustrated when it happens again. And then you're going to be like, oh yeah, that happened before. And it's like, that's how humans work, right? There's just this ebb and flow that goes with life. But we always like the objective is to try to learn from what we do. Like our young, our oldest was that way. It was the worst experience in the world trying to get him to go to sleep. It was terrible, just mm. awful. And I mean, it took hour, hour and a half yeah. of just laying there and it's like seven o'clock at night i'm not tired yet i should be but i'm just like laying there like this could be doing so much stuff right doing now other things mm-hmm. yeah and then eventually i got out i would just get out my phone and like do stuff on it i should have had audiobooks that's what i do now but yeah our middle kid he's the easiest thing in the world five minutes do you think that's a middle kid thing, man? Me and okay, so just background. Jake and I were both only childs. Yeah. Matt is the youngest. He's the baby, obviously, at six six. Clearly. You know. <laughs> but I yeah. don't know. I'm like middle kid, man. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, I know nothing. And that that's a funny thing of like <laughs> Katie being Katie has my wife has uh two master's degrees, one in special education and one in early childhood education. So she knows what she's doing right now. <laughs> I don't. And sometimes I feel really bad because she's like trying to educate me and manage them. And also she's got in the back of her head, everything that she's got to do with her schooling or like her classes and her kids and all that kind of stuff. It's like today when she came up and she's like, it's not that big a deal. I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> For real. It is shame. It's like, ah, oh, uh, yeah. Matt, what? Yeah, dude. It's encouraging just to hear that it doesn't get better. I know that sounds like the worst thing, but that's exactly what I'm sitting here thinking. Because like, I'm trying to put this kid to sleep, and yeah, he's nine months old. Obviously, at nine month old, I'm not gonna get super frustrated with, but I'm more just like I'm super tired. I'm impressed by the two of you guys that you still not only exercise regularly, but like, it sounds like. I mean, I know Chris, your your exercise is nuts. Jake, I'm assuming from what I've heard from Chris, you are, yeah, okay. Uh, it's just impressive to me that you guys fit that in. We don't have our regimen down yet because his daily activities are still like changing super so random. Quickly. Yeah. 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 So, like, we're figuring that out. Like, I think my wife's actually at the gym right now. Um, and then, like, I go in the evenings before I pick him up and we're, we're trying to figure this out, but we don't we don't have it yet. So I'm, I'm just impressed by both of you guys that you've been able to incorporate that kind of self care into like a daily basis. Dude, Routine is such a big deal. Like we didn't figure out routine until COVID. Like that was probably, and I, we are incredibly fortunate to be able to say this. That was probably the best thing for our relationship and just yeah. our family mm-hmm. dynamic. Cause we had to figure it out. Yeah, and then when this summer, yeah, when this summer hit, so our youngest, our daughter was born in middle of May and it was end of May. We had the routine down and I was like, what, just how, when did we figure this out? And then of course something happens and it's like, oh, well, we you adapt, but it was like such a massive learning curve. And it was literally, it was last fall when I started to actually get into a routine of training consistently. Um, wow. Cause it took that long for us anyway, to figure out how to get the routine to fit. And then for me to make the decision that like, okay, this is legitimately worth it. I, I, I have to do it uh, for my physical and mental health. And plus it's like my job. And so I, 
felt a little bit hypocritical, like standing yeah. up in front of people talking about it and not actually doing it. Um, but yeah, it takes time. That's an absolute fact. Like right now, our routine is shot. I, we have no, there's nothing. It's gone. We had vacation last week and we went on three mini vacations over the course of nine days. And we're only now starting to like, we're, we're here, we're, but then we're ramping up to get ready for the semester to start. So now it's just like survival. Dude, it's all about like adaptability, right? Yeah. Like now you're like, oh, we got to adapt to this new circumstance in life mm -hmm. and whatnot. Um, it was like my, um, we were at my in-laws last weekend and my you know, brother-in-law, his girlfriend, um, they've been together a really long time. And she, so we're upstairs and the two and the four-year-old, my, my two and four-year-old are downstairs playing and a door slams and Katie and I are just like unfazed by it. And his, his girlfriend is like, jumps out of her seat. She's like, you guys didn't do anything. It's like, yeah, as long as you don't hear anything crash. No one's Nobody's crying. crying. <laughs> yep, exactly. And then there's the like kind of crying. There's layers to it. It's like you're faking it. Come on now. Like, oh, my oh, kids no, are great actors, now. dude. They're great oh, actors. I'm like, you're, and it took me a while to figure out. I'm like, are you acting right now? Like that you're upset or are mm -hmm. you really upset? And then like when the smiles start like happening, like, yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, I see. I'm going <laughs> to give you an Academy Award, my friend. For real. <laughs> our, our middle is taking advantage of the older. Like he's a, he's feisty. <laughs> but dude, Matt, so I, I mean, I want to ask both you guys, like parenting wise, do you have like a favorite, like not a favorite moment. That would be silly because there's a billion favorite moments. Like it's so easy to like talk about how exhausting and crazy non, like it's crazy nonstop for sure. But there's like a billion moments of like awesomeness in the middle. Like Matt, you're at a different stage than, than Jake and I are at, but yeah. dude, like, is there any moment that you're just like, he started like, doing push-ups or i don't know i'm just imagining your kid doing push-ups non-stop i don't know he's probably like three feet tall already at nine nine months he's relatively i think he's like 26 pounds or something i don't know he's large uh i'm not that big but he uh i don't know man like a favorite moment it seems like those happen every day so i'm just like he you know it's just when he smiles right now and that sort of thing uh he's starting to talk which is weird like we had the first interactive talk where he like looked at me and he only says dad dad that's like da 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 that's it yeah so but he looked at me the other day and like you know how he's starting that interactive phase where he looks up and it's like da 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 and i'm like oh yeah so like yeah sure and then he's like yeah da 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 so right now that's my favorite because uh, he's finally like, yeah, it's it's somewhat of a, obviously we're not talking, but it's. You're communicating. It's, yeah, he's he's trying to like tell me something and he assumes I completely understand it, even though he's using the same syllables over and over again. <laughs> uh, but right now that's it. And, and like I said, something new happens every day with that kid because he's changing so much right now. Like, yeah, I don't have the the full interactive like we know kind of his personality just because I think he's a goofball, but like 
you guys actually know your children's personalities now, which is so weird to me. Super weird. To me, it's weird to me. Yeah. It's weird seeing myself. That's the that's the part because I'm like I, I'll give you an example. So Harper's cousin stayed the week with us. Um, or our, my kid's cousin, sorry. Um, but he's about the same age as my oldest. And he stayed the week with us because um, they were going to a camp together. And Lindsay was like, this is what it would be like to have four kids. But the fourth kid is just super polite. And like, you know, he's at his aunt and uncle's house. He's kind of shy. You know what I mean? Like he's the first time away from home. So he's a little timid and stuff. And I was like, yeah, this would be like if you had four kids, but one of the kids, you just hadn't been able to like mess up yet, basically. Like with your own, like where you see your own, you see your own yourself and you're like, oh man, like you see the good and the parts that you're like, ah, that's something I need to work on. And it's kind of like a mirror where you're like, oh, this is just showing me what I need to work on in myself. Um, you know, obviously, so it doesn't reflect back all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, so do you guys like yourself when you see them when you most see yourself time, in your kids? I would say most of the time, which is good. That's uh, a positive thing. It, j- it depends. <laughs> like for me, I see like my younger self. Um, like even like for like kind of when we were growing up, Chris, like my kind of timidness and shyness and just like kind of people pleasing mentality. Letting your friend Chris be a jerk sometimes. Yeah, that too. Uh, <laughs> except it's, um, now for a porter, who's my oldest, it's his little brother. <laughs> um, but it's like, I have to think back and be like, okay, back then, what would I, what, what would have addressed this? What would yeah. have I have needed or wanted? Um, and so I have to like take a step back and like think about it. Like I'll, I'll even sometimes and when I get I'll take a breathing break and just do like four box breathing, like or a couple cycles of box breathing, like four in, four hold, four out, four hold, that kind of thing. Um, just to like think and kind of reset for a second, just so I'm not kind of thinking on the fly. Yeah. You're <laughs> responding, not reacting, right? Like right, that's what they always exactly. say. Like the reactions, that gut reaction. But if you take a second to respond, you're probably going to make a yeah. wiser decision. Yeah. Dude, do you, are you finding this? Cause I, I mean, as an only child, you know, I had no one to argue with growing up as much, um, except, you know, when all of us were hanging out as kids, mm-hmm. but, but it's like, and then I see all my kids together now. And there are moments where I'm like, dude, I spent the whole day. Like I was dad refereeing. Like I need a yellow flag and be like, Hey, five yard penalty for, for like art, for taking that toy from her or something like that, you know, like, and it's, it's, I mean, it's normal. It's super normal. And that's when like one of those things you mentioned, like when you talk to other people, it's like, yeah, my kids argue, like all kids argue, siblings argue, but I'm like, I didn't have that experience growing up. Like I just have that opportunity. Yeah. I've never been around children in my life <laughs> until I had them. And so this is literally, you should have seen the me. shocked look on his face. Oh my, <laughs> it's just like, I was like, what's going on? Like I, it's so, and, but it's funny because then it, it got, like I talked about with Katie, she, um, she knows this stuff, but she forgets that I don't know. And she's like, this is normal. It's like, I don't know that. Thank you. <laughs> 
I had no idea. And so I've actually gotten to the point because, you know, you go you, with three kids, one is a four-year-old, you eventually start to at least pick up on a couple things. I'll just flat out ask her, I was like, is this normal? <laughs> should we be, should I, should, how, how do I respond to this right now? I, I honestly don't have an idea. <laughs> Which is unlucky that she has that, but yeah, it's uh, being an only child. It definitely had like there is a massive learning curve with it. Like you had to play by yourself and all, all of those things. Like even today, is like I'm still like as all people do, but like appreciating like time away and alone to be able to like be yourself. I think only children probably have a little bit more of that, uh, simply because like that's what that's our that's what we are uh and so it's 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 it's, it's interesting <laughs> yeah yeah dude it's yeah man it, that's super interesting man what um so kind of like bring it back to like just the different like levels of like where you guys are at and where i'm at with kid ages like what's like the biggest challenge right now um like for you as a dad reed Everything. everything we need up yeah, for real puzzles uh <laughs> sand sand is the bane of my existence right now <laughs> no i'm not gonna lie <laughs> it might be it we've got this sandbox in our house it's covered there's kinetic sand and then there's regular sand i love kinetic sand it doesn't break uh, like it's super easy to clean up but we have regular sand and they'll play say i want to play in the sand I was like i don't want you to play in the sand because you're going to get sand all over the floor well, and these i gotta things. sweep it up um <laughs> it's probably that one no but uh, the biggest challenge right now is still uh, it's an internal one and in making sure that i i do take that second to to um respond and not react uh that becomes difficult especially as more things mount from yes like, dude i've got more clients i have school starting i do have my training katie like right now she's getting back into into school she's in a new school teaching pre-k never taught pre-k before she wants to get into her classroom and do her thing so it's like okay i want to help her meet her needs i gotta help the children meet their needs uh make sure that nobody kills themselves or hurts another person that okay they need to eat where's the chicken nuggets like, yeah and then you're like and i have to instill in them life lessons at the same time yeah exactly and the, the life lesson they're getting from me right now is that uh i'm nice most of the time <laughs> unless they're throwing stuff around in the closet but i think it's that just being able to not let my own anxieties um and outside stressors um get to the point where it's negatively influencing how i interact with them yeah um that that's probably i would say that's probably the biggest challenge that i've experienced throughout all of their development um still one that's you know it's still there yeah i think like i don't know if this is the way it is for you but like those micro nuisances that like aren't a big deal. Like it's not a big deal, but like it, it just as an example at my house, my cat runs in the refrigerator every time we open it. I don't know why he doesn't eat anything. He just sits in the refrigerator. That's what he likes to do, which is fine. It's not a big deal, um, but it's a micro nuisance. And then after that happens like 20 times, like get out of the refrigerator, cat, what are you doing? <laughs> 
but it's like those things and they add up through your day. Like, how do you find space for more patience? You know what I mean? Yeah, I have no idea. I think I'm that's lucky, what I'm you're, in that you're mentioning with like um, <laughs> exercise though, or being on a routine yeah. or being uh, disciplined to a certain extent. Like it, for me, it allows myself more space for patience. Yeah. Where it's like, one, yeah. One thing that I do is, um, and I've only recently started this because um, I've actually, back in January, I started a process of training for a bodybuilding show in six years. I want to take like that long to be able to prep and build yeah. muscle to be able to do it. Um, but in the process of doing so, I also started doing a lot of my own monitoring and self-reflection. And uh, as I started doing that, I started to be more diligent on taking um, notes and like writing my to-do list every day. And I, I even, I use OneNote and I'll have it open and I'll just have things that are weighing on my mind and it's kind of like the six things you're supposed to like check off to do like i have six things to do every day get them all done type of thing but these are like things that are weighing on my mind so i see that and i acknowledge that these are weighing on my mind when i and they're not related to family because i have my my four things that i i need to focus on it's my family uh work training and then myself not necessarily in that order but it's very close to that order. Like those are my areas that I need to perform. Mm -hmm. And so um, by having that checklist, I'm putting things into that, that I can move off. Okay. That's done. That's out of my mind. And now it's like, I refill the, my, you know, my picture a little bit yeah. <laughs> of, of patience or whatever it may be by alleviating that. Okay, I've alleviated another thing. All right, training's checked off for today. Okay, this is done. That is done. And so by being aware of those and not just kind of like yeah. being like like the dog and up, like squirrel, like being intentional about what you do, it, it, it helps to kind of find that extra patience that um, you need. Dude, that's so good, man. I'm writing that yeah. down. As soon as you write something down, like you just get it out of your mind. It's on paper. Mm -hmm you're just like, I don't have to worry about forgetting that thought because it's like out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why I like OneNote too. Cause it can be like, it's on my laptop. It's on my phone. Like I can use my hand. Like I can literally take notes with it. I have a, a tablet that I have in, in there as well. So I can use the pen that goes with it. I can write on there or I can type and everything's integrated. So that list is always with me no matter what. And I have a new folder for every month, for every week, that kind of thing. So that way it's organized. There's a history of it and that will end. It's, it's, it's up to date. Um, it's been big, a lot of help, even That's when it comes to just basic reflection. Yeah. yeah, man. Matt, what, as like a, like you're entrepreneuring, you know, like you, you, since you're like the, the dude in charge of the business, the business doesn't move on without you. You know what I mean? Like you don't yeah. get a day off. You don't get it. Nope. And like, even like an hour off, like always in the back of your mind is I have to work on stuff. Otherwise no one's working on it basically. Like how do yeah. you handle that? Uh, so to be honest, I just downloaded OneNote. Thanks. I'm probably going to steal that and start doing that. Um, I, so I've been a lot for the last few years before we had Roman, our, our son, um, I've been just kind of flying around and my wife and I both kind of made a commitment that we realized I was going to be working a lot and, and a lot of my focus has gone to that. Uh, so actually when we found out Lauren was pregnant, like a year and a half ago, I made a 
I don't know if it's a commitment necessarily. I haven't put it down and like made a thing, but I have just been focusing a lot of my efforts on uh, family time and setting up like a, a distinct family time where I spend time with either Lauren uh, now with Roman. Um, so like in the mornings when I'm giving him a, a bottle or in the evenings or something, I will focus specifically on him. I'll, I'll put the phone away. I won't, uh, I won't answer emails. I set my phone so that after I think like, what is it? Seven o'clock or six thirty? It, it just goes off. Nobody can contact me for the next two hours. Um, and like those, that time frame then is just for family. Um, I still struggle and like get on social media and crap during that time. And I, I probably need to work on that a little bit, but I set work aside at that point. Um, and I think I realized like work's really important. Work's great. It fuels everything that we get to do and it fuels our lifestyle. Uh, but work's not going to raise a kid. Work's not going to make him a decent human being and it's not going to help my marriage in any way, shape, fashion, or form. Uh, Cause that's, I guess that's the thing Lauren and I are working on is like, Hey, we, you know, the kid's great and we love him and he's the most important thing in our lives, but we can't take care of him well, unless we are in sync and, and doing well, the two of us, like, as far as our, pri my priorities go, it is now Roman or kids, Lauren and our relationship being dead second and then work comes after that and, yeah. and just setting that as like a a thing i think i've even told some of my clients like hey uh like really want to make sure we're taking care of you guys but i got family stuff to do and that's way more important than anything you got going on dude and i think people are understanding that more these days you know yeah. especially after the last year where everyone was working from home and you know, uh, I have a friend whose whole story is so funny to me. She's like, yeah, I had to watch all three kids at home, but I also had to interview somebody to hire. Like we were hiring somebody over zoom and she goes, as the kids are fine, like they're set up, they have something to do. They're fine. They're just doing that. As soon as I hit start on the zoom meeting, they like one of them jumped off the couch, like flying elbow, like WWE style cross body block off the couch onto the other. And then just all hell broke loose. And she's like left, like didn't mute or anything. And she's like, this, this person who we ended up hiring was like, yeah, the first time I met you, you were just like, what are you doing? Like get off the couch, get off your sister. Like what is happening? But I think like, I like to think, like people have more of an understanding. Like most people are like, yeah, we get it, dude. Like we get it. We know your, where your priorities lie because you're a good human being and that's where they should lie, you know? Yeah. With and all my clients, whenever I send them a, one of their first emails, I've got this snippet at the bottom. It's like, yeah, I will always respond within 24 hours to your emails. Uh, Friday at five is family time because I have a wife, three kids put their names, put their ages, because it makes that personal connection to it. Um, unless it's like super urgent, like I'll check emails over the weekend, but I'm yeah. not responding unless it's legitimately urgent. And then I'll respond on, mon on Monday morning. I have, I've been doing the client stuff since 2016. I've had over 200 people, not a one, a granted Porter was born in 2017, but I've never had a single person 
say anything to the car to like be to be negative like oh, i'm not paying you like yeah people people totally understand it because most of the time they're like yeah i got family too i appreciate that yeah 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 exactly i've had like one client that that really didn't understand it and honestly i'm okay without that client it's been <laughs> just fine uh they you know like at the end of the day if they don't meet my priorities they're probably not going to be somebody i want to work with long term anyway so yep. Yeah, man, dude, that's wild. Have you, uh, Reed, have you, uh, Matt, you probably haven't, even though your son's probably dunking at this point, but have you reached the age where your kids are like going to sports yet? Like starting to do like, oh my. sports. Or um, and I know the last year was crazy anyways. So maybe. Yeah, no, we started the summer was T-ball for Porter, the oldest, and then um, swimming for both him and his younger yeah. brother. Um, T-ball was interesting. T-ball was supposed to be, um, T-ball and crafts. So like an hour, half hour for T-ball, half hour for crafts. Fantastic. <laughs> Amazing idea. I love it. It's 35 bucks. Let's do it for two weeks worth of stuff. Katie gets there day one and it's kickball with no crafts because <laughs> they hired a high schooler who doesn't does not know anything about anything. They're just like, meh. I got this job yesterday. Let's. I'm assuming that's what happened, or they just didn't care. Um, there was never any crafts. Eventually, they turned into t-ball. And um, uh, how does kickball turn into t-ball? Well, it was supposed All to be t-ball. It was. It wasn't even supposed to be kickball, and they were playing it with a volleyball. <laughs> like. It was ridiculous. And so, like, literally, all the parents started going out and taking this girl's job because she was so terrible. Uh, and that's awkward, man. Are you sitting there, like, cringe, like, oh, yeah? yeah. I only went twice because uh, <laughs> it was the time during the time that I was training. And um, I would take Tom with me to act to lift, and then Katie would take Porter and Viola. And um, she would go out holding her infant daughter and is like in the field, like helping the children do their thing. And so, yes, we've been integrated to sport. The two times that I went, I refused. I was like, I'm not participating in any of this because I'm going to lose my mind. And I'm going to, like, this is my job. I know this stuff. You're violating literally everything that we ever teach about with youth development on any level at all. It was atrocious. So I've learned that I'm not going to be good when it comes to team sports. Yeah. <laughs> and that it's probably best if we push the or suggest gently that they are participating in individual sports um, that I can have some form of control over, at least their physical development part. Let me hear, dude, what's youth development? You just mentioned like, what is like the things you guys recommend or, or whatever? Well, there's a lot. I mean, it's the same as like what you get with, um, like you make a lesson plan, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you should have a lesson plan when you're coaching. Um, there, there should be an intentional sequence that goes into what you're planning for your kid or for your team to make sure that they're, that your, um, the, the objective or the thing, the task, whether if it's a technique or a tactic, whatever it may be, um, is, is scaffolding into something that is meaningful toward the sport that you are, <clears throat> that you're warming up properly 
intelligently that when even small things like when you're when you're speaking you have four-year-olds yeah you're don't you're talking to, to four-year-olds <laughs> yeah don't speak to them like they're 14 and when you're looking at them and there's something behind you it shouldn't be distracting like all their parents shouldn't be behind them <laughs> when you're talking to them um <laughs> you can like literally Okay, kick the ball and go to first base. What's first base? Like, oh, they don't know what that is. They're four. <laughs> yeah. At least my kid doesn't. <laughs> None of the other ones did either. Dude, I wish I would have had this conversation with you before I coached six-year-old soccer last year. <laughs> because I realized, like, one six-year-old soccer is probably like the highest level of soccer I'm going to be able to coach. Like, yeah. I just don't. I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't know the rules. But it but, should be fun, right? Like, well, and I'm that was being a teacher. Yeah, you knew certain things. That was my strength. Like, I could get the kids having fun and being super hyped, but then it would get to the point where it was like too much fun. I'm like, whoa, 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 <laughs> and like I'm I'm coaching with a mask on too, and yeah, they can't, they can't hear, hear a word I'm saying. I'm like, Ooh, like I'm muffled the whole time, like yeah. And uh, yeah, dude, I would get them going though. Like we would have so much fun doing red light, green light. And then after that, it would just be like, I looked at one point, like the second to last practice, I told Lindsay, I'm like, dude, I don't think I can do this anymore. I, cause I was like doing warm ups, just warming up. And I looked and out of my eight players, five of them were rolling around on the ground and I was including <laughs> my own kid. And I'm like, what's what happening right now? That's when you just like take advantage of and be like, all right, roll to me. Yeah, roll over. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Roll over across the field. All right, right, get up. But like, you probably didn't have lines of fifteen people, no, right? No, you had eight kids. Dude. You probably didn't have one line of eight. If right, you probably <laughs> yeah. had like four lines of two. Or General three lines rule of, three. of little kids' sports: the less kids standing in line, the better. Like, exactly, because then they're going to start rolling around on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Or dude. doing something else like that. That's what I'm talking about when it comes to basic developmental stuff i'm not even talking about like how to throw and like step into it and what's developmentally yeah. appropriate for a certain age it's just like yeah. basic coaching theory all right what are your thoughts on this this is a big parenting <laughs> thing with sports um single sport athletes versus multi-sport i'm hoping we're on the same side here reed there is uh, an abundance of literature that says single sports athletes are it's detrimental to all aspects of anything abundance of literature i actually teach um one of my uh i don't want to call it like it's a day and a half that i teach um two days i guess where we talk about early sports specialization and it is from all aspects of injury prevention preventing psychological and physiological burnout um even from from talent development multi-sport athletes are hands down going to be better than a single sport athlete no question about it. Easiest thing to, to comprehend here is like you take somebody that's doing like gymnastics and then maybe baseball, softball, their ability to move their body in space is going to benefit them greatly when they've got to reach and do something super crazy and awkward and then land on their feet and then plant and then throw. Yeah. They're, they're so used to being, um, you know, parents have to be adaptable, right? Well, so do our bodies and so do the kids. And by putting them into all kinds of different scenarios, that bananas life that we are experiencing as parents, they need to experience from a physical development standpoint yeah. that everything is just crazy. 
<laughs> uh, because eventually they'll become more robust from from a their like physical development standpoint. Um, but then like psychologically, they'll have experienced failure and they'll have learned to cope with it. Hopefully coping is a learned skill. Like it's not just something that like mental toughness isn't something you're born with. It's something that you have to teach and train and it's possible. Um, and they will be much better off in the long run because of it. Yeah. Well, so why do you think, so I'm in the suburbs of Denver and I'm a middle school teacher, so I see it. And I just see so many kids, dude, in middle school that are single sport kids. And mm-hmm. like, for example, yeah, man, we were with, uh, I was with one class for like significant amounts of the day last year. I think of like a homeroom class, right? And there was this girl, like we'd go out and play basketball and I'd play basketball with them because um, I like dunking on my students. No, I'm just kidding. They, they were yeah. actually probably way better than me. But, um, but I like playing sports, you know? So I like go out there, we play some three on three, stuff like that. And there's this girl in my class and she was unbelievable, dude. She was so good and obviously very athletic and all this stuff. And so we get to talking and I'm like, man, I bet you're awesome. Like on your basketball team or whatever. And there's no middle school sports in my town, which is also just like another thing. That's a huge bummer, but it's all club teams, which I think contributes to this like single sport mindset which is super unfortunate and like, I think damaging to a lot of the kids. But, um, but I asked her, I'm like, yeah, you should, you're probably great on your basketball team. She's like, Oh, I don't play anymore. Like, and I'm like, really? I'm like, why? You're really good. And she goes, I just do softball. And I'm like, why you can do both. And it's awesome. And you get like, look at like the spectrum of experience you would Mm. have if you just did more than one thing, you know? And I think, part of i don't know what's your thoughts like both of you guys like why do you think parents kind of fall into the trap of like my kid can only be in this one thing how much of that do you think is a a parent's like hey i don't want to run to three different sports year round and i think that's a failure don't get me wrong but like i we're not obviously roman at nine months old i mean yes clearly he can dunk already but obviously uh yeah oh yeah uh we're not running to sports yet, but like we're already running all over the place for you guys. I can only imagine, you know, starting sports up, you're probably running like mad. And I, I can only imagine that it's probably somewhat in due in part due to parents just saying like, Hey, I'm already, I'm already running this kid for four months out of the year. It's all these events and games and that kind of thing the parent taking a break from it. I think it's unfortunate. And like, that's what you sign up for as a parent. Um, but I wonder how much of it is that one, a lot of it, if there were a break, I would a hundred percent agree. The problem is that you get into AAU. Yeah. It's 12 months a year. It's 12 months a year. Yeah. And I just feel like they feel this competitiveness where my kid's not going to be competitive unless they're in it 12 months a year. But I'm like, dude, I don't know. I don't think that's how this works. But like I said, dude, we don't have like a middle. It's not like my middle school has a public education middle school team that you could just try out for you know it's Mm -hmm. like it's all club teams that parents have to drive their kids to it's not like they just hang around after school and they have to pay money for it and it's a lot of money the kids who who like i had a kid who i'm like dude he would been he was on my touch rugby club at school 
which was so much fun, which Reed, you respect that, but, uh, Absolutely. and he loved it, dude. And I'm like, man, he would benefit so much from a middle school sport, but it's like mom, maybe, I don't know if she couldn't afford it or she just didn't have time at night because she was working. Mm. It's like, dude, what a shame, man. We're, that's Time and logistics are a big deal. Like they yeah. absolutely are. Oh, mm. during that set of lectures, I'll tell my students like, look, you'd better make sure that you like it as much as they do. <laughs> like dead serious. Cause there's money, there's time. Like I'm spending all my time on you right now over the weekend yeah. to take you mm-hmm. to this game, to spend money on hotel, to make sure that you have food, to do all these things. I'm very happy to do it. But if you don't like it as a parent, yeah, that's unintentionally, you are going to convey some level of negativity regarding the sport and probably about the kid as well um, in the process of, of, of doing all of this stuff. And so if, if they love it, wonderful. You probably do too, because you probably instilled a part of that love. Um, but you do have to like consider yourself in that whole aspect simply because of the kid because you have such a mad major influence on them they can't be afraid to come up to you and say hey i'm done yeah like or that they're disappointing you or anything like that like it's you know katie and i have talked and we want them to be involved in these individual these other kinds of sports not only from a, a like a like i don't want them to play football I've seen too many cushions working where I've worked. No, I don't want it to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and team sports, no problems with. I want them to experience it. But from an individual standpoint, we're both very athletic individuals. We want to be able to do that with them. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we, we still have lives. Yeah. <laughs> we're not done. Like life isn't over when you have kids. Yeah. You're, you're a person. And, well, and, and that's like a huge like, dream is like, dude, if someday I could go on like a super long hike with my kid. Exactly. Or even like right now, like we'll go to the garage and just shoot around the hockey puck or pass a basketball. Like that's just fun, man. Like mm-hmm. it is. And you're like, oh, this would be awesome if they had the opportunity to see if they really enjoy it. You right. Know? And if they don't, fantastic. Let's yeah. find a way for them to be able to enjoy it. But it would be great if we could be a part of it as well, rather than just a slightly passive active component. Yeah. But I love what you said. Like if you're unintentionally giving off of your vibes, vibes, good vibes, bad vibes, whatever. But like, if you don't like taking your kid to soccer practice, they're going to be like, Oh, for whatever reason, this is upsetting mom or dad, which mm-hmm. speaking of, by the way, dude, Capri Sun. I was going to say, I was going to comment on it. (laughs) I figured we're talking about kids. I was thirsty. I was like, man, but I'm not going to lie. I've got Kool-Aid in here. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, what kid drink are you drinking today? Ecto cooler? What was that? Uh, H2O? (laughs) You should have lied for the joke, dude. Come on. Oh, Oh, then it's definitely... I got no what's left. <laughs> Hot chocolate yeah. with marshmallows. Oh, that makes me hungry. Reed, what's the best little kid recovery after a soccer game treat? Whatever they one, want. One from a scientific perspective and two from a when Jake Reed was a kid perspective. Food. Like scientifically, it's just food. It's just ice cream. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Just anything. Like, just calories. Yeah. Like the getting into the weeds a little bit but i mean it, it, <laughs> that's what i want if they're doing multiple events a day 
and they're pretty demanding, challenging. Like if you were doing rugby sevens, and yeah. you're doing three of those a day. Or you did tournaments, like we would do tournaments. Right. You'd do three games over a weekend. Right. Then you're looking at some form of simple sugar, like a Capri Sun, Kool-Aid. Um, you know, there's some validity to oranges. Like there's nothing wrong with, with that kind of stuff. Um, but they need to have other food as well, like protein source of some kind, some sort of fat source. You can't feed them twice a day and expect them to be able to perform well. Um, it's just not how it works. But if they're only having one competition a day, then just feed them. Yeah. <laughs> well, and <laughs> people, you know, people overcomplicate the crap out of nutrition. It doesn't dude, need to be. Just make sure they eat. Hey, man, I'm an ultra runner. I think I get this at this point. I'm yeah. like, whatever <laughs> food I can shovel in my face, let's. For real. Yeah, I need it, dude. Um, yeah. You'll be doing something a little different whenever you, you said you're taking on a bodybuilding challenge yeah. here in like six years. Yeah. Your nutrition's going to look a lot different. It already does. Like I'm yeah. massing right now and it's, I'm eating so much food. Like Kool-Aid actually is a part of it. Like I'll drink Kool-Aid when I, when I train. And then when I'm done, I've, I've had like Rice Krispies, basic mm-hmm. like plain pancakes and yogurt and that kind of stuff, just cause they taste delicious. And it, it, <laughs> it fits. It fits. <laughs> Got yeah. the calories. And I remember we went hiking in Tennessee, me and you, and yeah. it was like when you were, you actually no, never mind. I was you, still training then. Yeah. You were, but you were talking about like a few months earlier when you were like at the peak of like gaining mass. And you're like, dude, I would step out of bed and then be out of breath. Yeah, it was bad. We learned a lot then. I was actually a client for Renaissance period. Oh, no way. Then. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I mean the CEO is a friend of mine, or chief sports scientist, I guess, co-owner is a friend of mine, and he was doing programming for us because we were at ETSU together. And he's like, we want to experiment. I was like, awesome. I don't care. So we were eating a lot, <laughs> a lot. I gained like 40 pounds over the course of six months, went from 180 to 220. Yeah, I was, was so much food. Um, it's not how we suggest to do things. Anymore. Dude, can I say this? Dad, there, are, there are days where I'm like, I feel like I didn't eat enough. And I just didn't have, I just didn't have time. Like I would, I kept trying to eat enough food and then i'd get distracted and like something would come up and i know it's a silly complaint because i've said it to people and they're like dude screw you you didn't eat enough (laughs) i'm like i don't know man i don't know what to tell you but it's just the busyness man like it'll be cool like that you're on a actual program because i'm Mm -hmm. like i just the discipline once you tell yourself that's what you're doing Mm -hmm. and it's in your mind like it's just a lot easier to be more disciplined it is, but it takes time. Like it's taken me six months to get to a point where I'm like comfortable being consistently disciplined. Yeah. Um, with things. Um, but it, I mean, it does, it took time and intention and, and intent about everything that I was doing for it. Um, just like it does with everything, even with yeah. kids, like everything takes time. I think that's always a frustrating thing too, is like you expect and especially in today's information age, everything to be fast, immediate, done, right? And yeah. it's just like, uh, I gotta, you gotta work and there's gonna be some times where you screw up and that's okay. Like we're Dude. human beings, like, that's so normal. <laughs> so how do you think like, obviously like I see middle schoolers, you see college students, like Matt, you see grownups in that you're hiring for your job. But, like that is the thing. Like nowadays you can get anything like at your fingertips seemingly. Like, 
I don't want to instill that in my kids where it's like, Hey, you can just get whatever, whenever without working for it. You know, like it's, it's kind of this weird thing for me where I'm like, there is all this comfort nowadays, but I don't think it's a good thing. Like, I don't think it's a good thing that where I live, I can wake up and pretty much order whatever type of food I want, whenever Mm -hmm. I want and just have it there for me. You know, like I don't, I just, there's a certain level of discomfort I feel like people need. And, you know, you just see that it's just hard these days. Cause I'm like, dude, you can go on Netflix and you can watch whatever you want whenever like it's on mm-hmm. the whole time. Well, know. kids are supposed to be bored, right? Like they're supposed yes. to have some level of boredom because oh my it facilitates gosh. creativity and imagination. Yeah. But it becomes tough. Cause it's like, I want this, I want that. And I mean, like, you know, TV, like your screen time or those things. What is it like two hours a day max for five plus, I think something yeah. along those lines. Mm. Um, one hour for less than five, I believe. Uh, we supersede that <laughs> like by a couple minutes, not like extreme not crazy amounts, amount, but yeah. right. But it's like, it's like, kind of what talking about earlier, you strive to be perfect, right? But yeah. ugh, life happens and you can't be perfect. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, look, this this stuff happened there there is especially like as they get older and then trying to figure out what is age appropriate for them to be able to do to be able to earn something is it important to be able to allow them to earn these kinds of things or is it just does it exist for a reason and i say that because like food's a big one like earning food is actually really detrimental to to like developing healthy relationships with food. And I've had some fun conversations with family about this kind of thing, but it's, it's essentially like last night, for example, we've had this jar of candy sitting on our, or bowl of candy sitting on our counter for, I don't know, six weeks. And the boys were like, no, I want candy. I don't care. Go eat whatever, however much candy you want. And they like almost devoured the thing, (laughs) but it was sitting there for six weeks. It's it's not like food isn't a reward. And so it's, it's nothing to them. It's just like, I'm hungry and I want this. Awesome. That's what your body says. All right. You're full. Good. Like we got home. Uh, Porter was like, dad, I ate all my food. I was like, well, are you full? Yeah. Awesome. That's what I care about. I care that you're full. Not that yeah. you actually ate your full plate. Cause that's mm. what, when you get in very typical environments, right? It's like, yeah, you got to clean your plate. Yeah. You got to eat, 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 eat. I was like, let them learn those things let mm-hmm. them like like create a full sleeve a full container of oreos one night it didn't go well that came yeah. up only time he's ever done that well, are you, yeah are you like also kind of like and breaking it down afterwards like hey you probably didn't feel good because you ate a whole entire oh, totally. bowl of oreos you need to absolutely you need to take it back a notch man <laughs> yeah and, and and but you learn and he's like i just want three awesome <laughs> here's three can i have one more sure and then he's done like yeah. he'll make his own decision when he's done and like even like obviously he's a kid he's like i want ice cream for dinner well, that's not on the menu, buddy. This is what's on the menu. But talking about it, it was like, this stuff's on the menu. It's not taking away, it's not telling them they're wrong for asking it or that they can't have it. It's saying that like, it's just not an option right now. It's there, but it's I'm not an option within so the realm of things that we're doing. And, but providing those kinds of limits 
know, trying to be somewhat cognizant of, you know, everything else that we got to be aware of. It, it, it can help with that. Like, obviously you don't want to give them everything they want all the time, but it's okay every once in a while. True. But at the same time, it's like, there's just so much that they can just get. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, it's this weird thing where I'm like, I want, I like what you said. Like you want them to be able to know how to work for something too. Mm-hmm. Well, and the hard thing important. too is like, you can't tell them why. You can't say, I want you to, you can't have this because. Because, because I want you to be means. a strong, resilient human <laughs> you're gonna, being. You're gonna, you're, gonna lo- you're gonna appreciate this in 20 years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what you so I think almost like those moments where you can have them work for something, like maybe not all the time, but like they, there are opportunities where instead of just giving them yeah. whatever, like it's because they worked for it. And I don't know, I'm just thinking like, Harper did a reading challenge this summer. And at the same time, at the beginning of summer, she's like, I want to go on a roller coaster. I'm like, sweet dude. Like that we can make that happen. And then she did this reading challenge to the library. And it just so happened to be that the prize was like free tickets to Elish gardens. But it was like every night I was like, okay, remember you're working towards the roller coaster, you know, like you're Mm -hmm. trying to earn it. You know what I mean? And I think that was cool. Like she liked that. She liked the idea of like, I, I earned this. And then we went to Elitch's Matt, you'll appreciate this. Cause you were with me on my first roller coaster ride. If you remember. Yeah, he does. Oh, he's, yeah. He knows how to say it. Matt, uh-huh. Matt was like, we got done with it. Here's the thing, dude, Reed. Matt was the same size as me, but he was two years younger. And yeah. so it was like, I could go on all these rides. I was so excited. And Matt's like, well, I can go on them too. I'm two years younger than you, but whatever. It never bothered Chris either that I was it that, that was large. Now clearly he hasn't held on to yeah, it. Yeah, I have thirty. Well, yeah, I remember real. at a certain point you started getting taller than me, and I was like, God, how did he get these jeans? Yeah. Um. But anyways, then we finished the ride, and he goes, "That was a wheel wide," which is like one of our favorite things in the world. In yeah. Family. So being named Matt Rackers and not being able to say your R's as a whatever ten <laughs> year old not a fun experience but oh, yeah. that is a positive memory because all of that my my mom's side of the family all remembers that was a wheel wide i think i said <laughs> i think i wrote you a note when you were having roman or when you're getting married or something and i was like that is this is actually the wheel wide my friend um <laughs> but anyway so i we get there we get to the roller coaster place and or whatever elish gardens and i harper's like i want to go on the roller coaster i'm like okay I'm like, I mean, it just opened. So no one will be in line. We should just go back to the wood. And I was like, we'll do the wooden one. Cause mm. it's not as crazy, like crazy as going upside down and stuff. And she gets on it, dude. She didn't even see it go once. This is like a legit, like not a little kid's roller coaster. Like it's, she barely was tall enough. And so we wait in line and we get on it. <clears throat> and like, she's still in a great mood. Like we're going up the whole time i'm like you go up and it's kind of slow it's kind of scary because you start getting high but like you're fine and we're going up and this is also my first roller coaster since i was like 22 maybe like i haven't been on one for over 10 years and we go down that first hill and i was like in my mind i'm like i forgot how fast these things go this is crazy (laughs) dude and it's like jerking you around like throwing you all over the place and you're just like, what is that? Ha- like, it's actually like, 
kind of probably traumatic a bit, especially to a seven-year-old. And I just look over at her at a certain point and it's like partway through. And she's like, is this, are we going to be done yet? And I was like, it's, mm. it gets slower. I'm like, it slows down a little bit. And then it's like, ooh, ooh. And then we get done. And as it stopped and we pulled in to the station, there are other kids waiting there. So I'm like, dude, if Harper starts losing it, like it's going to freak out all <laughs> these kids, dude. And I'm looking at her and she's like on the precipice of just having a meltdown, like super close to having a meltdown. And luckily she didn't. And we, as we left and we started talking, she's like, that was, that was something. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that was something. She, I was like, was it kind of fun though? She's like, oh, it was fun, but I want to do it again today. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you don't have to. And so we started on the roller coaster, ended at the carousel. But I guess the whole point of that story was, um, she worked for it and right. she earned it. And then ultimately was like, I don't know. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at both of you guys. Cause so both of you guys obviously have physical things that you're working toward. And I, that's what I'm sitting here thinking about the whole time. Like that's probably something I Roman needs to see me do is like have a goal. That's five, three or four years out or something like that. That's physical. Cause that's something that registers with a kid. So like, I, yeah, that's all I'm going to probably take away from this whole thing is like, oh, I probably need to like set a physical goal that I can tell him about and then have him like watch the progression over a long mm -hmm. period of time. One, it's just so much better. Like when you earn it, you're just, you appreciate it so much more because you saw all the work that went into it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah them being a part of it, that. it becomes fun too. Like yeah. I take them to the gym. They know I'm there to exercise. They have no idea that I have a six year plan. They just know that that's what no. dad does. Yeah. And that's just a part of my identity and event like Porter's four. He has no idea about goals or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. He just knows that this is what I am. And so eventually when, you know, in six years when he's 10 mm -hmm. and I'm actually getting ready to compete, he'll be able to, he will have that awareness that like, Oh, this has been this long yeah, I've just been there the entire time because at that point we can have that conversation, but it still takes them a while to start to recognize those kinds of things. Um, yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, and I feel like when they're older, you have more opportunity to have a discussion. Like Lindsay makes fun of me because in a moment of frustration, I think I said something about integrity to like <laughs> the four They don't know what that means, Chris. Yeah, and now she makes fun of me. She's like, oh, integrity. I'm like, yeah, but like, I'm a dad, dude. Like, I'm going to try to drop these lessons whenever I see fit. Like, exactly. we, watched, we watched The Goonies, Harper and I, which there was a couple of parts. I was like, fast forward, mm. this part. <laughs> do, do, do. You didn't see anything, love, love. <laughs> And but there's the whole um, what's the dude the the pirate like it's a Superman shirt the guy oh um, chunk. Uh, chunk chunk no. yeah no Wait, yeah chunk. it's or chunk. chunk or is it chunk, chunk kid no Chunk's sloth 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 yeah oh isn't because chunk's the the kid who becomes sloth's friend yeah yes and so you know like I was I totally just dad mode lessened it where I'm like hey you're going to see this guy and he's going to look kind of scary, but this is the lesson you have to learn is like, you can't judge people by how they look. Like you just can't like, this guy's a sweet guy deep down inside and he saves them. Like he's, 
he's their friend and he saves them. And so you have to like, look at a person's heart and like how they're acting. Like that's what you're, that's the most important thing, you know? And just, and Lindsay's like, you dad moded the Goonies. I'm like, yeah, I did. I sure <laughs> did. I'll dad mode anything, throw it at me, bring it on. <laughs> but, but yeah, so dude, it's crazy, man. How much I don't want to take up all your time. And I usually ask before, but I forgot with you guys. Um, I actually have to go in like 30 minutes, pick Harper up at basketball practice. So, which dude, can I yeah. say one more story? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's your uh, podcast, man. I know, but I always feel weird <laughs> talking a lot. Um, the first time I dropped her off at basketball camp and we're in there, we're in the gym, the kids are shooting, you know, it's kind of funny cause some of them are really tiny, like Harper and she's trying to shoot out the big basket mm. and all of a sudden, dude, an explode like it's an explosion i can't describe it any other way but the sound of an explosion happens and we're just like everyone stops and just goes quiet and you're kind of waiting for someone to like yell or panic or something you know what i mean and i'm like looking at my kid and her friends and i'm like well they're f- they're fine there was an explosion that literally just happened but they're fine right now and then we realized a basketball was shot in the air and then when it hit the ground it exploded like it popped like a balloon but i can only describe the sound as like if you hear a balloon pop it's like that times like 50 it was this is super funny i actually have a very similar basketball popping story from earlier this summer (laughs) thank you because everyone i've told like i've never heard this happen it sounds like matt it sounds like a cannon going yeah so my the kids are playing with their cousins in the driveway um at my um sister-in-law's house and she had their truck out and the basketball got wedged under the rear wheel of the truck this is like a gmc 25 3500 it was a big truck and katie and i are inside the house in their basement and we hear this thing pop sounded like a gunshot from the basement and to this day our kids are like balloon pop or ball pop if they get near basketball they're like "Mm." they don't want to be (laughs) near it because they were all outside with it yeah she ran over it was so loud like we read little blue truck and um we have the the bedtime book we have all of them except blue truck yeah like all of them and but in the bedtime book there's a pig that hides underneath the little blue truck Mm -hmm. and tom's like pig pop pig pop (laughs) like no 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 no, no, buddy The pig's not going to pop, but that's also a terrible hiding spot. At least you now know that things will break if they go under vehicles. Oh, true. That's a hey, good lesson, man. Dad mode. Exactly. Dad, Dad mode, mode that. Lesson. Dad mode <laughs> right. that. Don't Dude. hide under trucks and thunderstorms, kids. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of little boot truck, man, this is a total side note. The very first one, I can do almost from memory one. Oh, yeah, totally. But you to like, that point, Matt, where you've got like, yeah i've got one book down that like i i read every single night to him it's uh if animals kiss goodnight like we kiss goodnight yeah i got the whole thing i dude i have one i have a couple books where i'm like i read them better than any person on this planet (laughs) totally i'm so happy i'm not the only one that thinks that like i want my hat voices in with it i want my hat back no one can read it like i can read it dude (laughs) mr tiger goes wild Uh uh-uh no (laughs) 
Yep. Okay. But I have to say this about Little Blue Truck Read. I don't want to ruin the book for you, so maybe I won't. But they draw those animals, you know, on the first one. And they, yeah. like, show them from behind. And it's like, I mean, they show everything on those animals. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm and you're so like, going to look in the book. You're now. like, why? Why did they draw this part of the animal here in this kid's book? I don't want to see that. That's hilarious. I'm so looking. I'm so going to do that. I'll send you a picture. I think it's I'll hilarious. After this. But yeah. awesome, guys. Well, thanks for coming on. Actually, I, this one I'll probably release in like a month or so. So I don't know if Reed, if your oh, podcast perfect. will be up and up and going then. But can you guys yeah. tell us the names of your projects that you're working on so people can find it? Uh, we will be developing the um, Two Dads in a Gym podcast uh, probably by the time this is out. We should have at least one episode up. Um, Yeah, probably be able to find it on all your favorite podcast sources. Ooh, that was good, dude. You're better than me at at promoting. I've listened to way too many podcasts. Hey, hey guys. Find us on Stitcher and all that stuff. Yeah, he's got the sultry voice down too. I need to to practice that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm uh, my project's uh, called the Learning to Dad podcast, I guess. I'm not as confident in mine, uh, but I'm probably not gonna. I guess, Mark. Uh, that should be my, the podcast name learning to dad i guess with a with a question mark at the oh. end of, you deal. could do you could do uh i was thinking about this too dude you could like use uh what's the isn't there like a foo fighter song like learning to no that's tom petty learning to fly Oh, learning to fly. Ooh. But you okay. just but you play that song, but then it's just instead of whenever Tom Petty says fly, you say I have dad. Reed's voice cut in and say dad. 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 Yes. Learning to dad. Dad. <laughs> but I ain't dad. got wings. Learning to dad. <laughs> We're gonna record fifty different takes on me saying dad. 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 Well, I got to say, this was super fun. Like, I just love both you guys and love chatting with you. So it's always fun to have an excuse. That's why podcasts are fun, man. Absolutely. All right. We'll see you guys sometime in the future. We'll all get together again, talk about other crazy stuff. (laughs) All right. Thanks, man. Absolutely. All right. That wraps up this week's episode. Huge thanks to those two guys. Um, That was magnificent. I don't usually use magnificent on the podcast. I don't I don't think I actually use magnificent in normal life. But Matt and Jake, that was absolutely magnificent. Uh honestly though, like thinking back to what I was talking about in the intro, um it's just the idea of having having people who can you can bounce ideas off of, you know, like I think someone said it once. It's like, who's your advisory board in your life? And you're like, huh, who is my advisory board in my life? And it's probably different in many different aspects, right? Like, you know, I probably have different advisors as a teacher versus as a dad um, or as a podcast person or something or an athlete or whatever. Um but I'm proud to say, like, I couldn't think of two better dudes to talk to about being dads. Um, so, and that being said, I know a whole bunch of great dads out there. Um, 
But I was thinking back, like, you know, we're in the holiday season and I don't know why it's so it at times it becomes so apparent that family life is so important when you're in the holidays. Like, shouldn't it be that apparent all the time? And I think it's probably just because we kind of, you know, get stuck in routines and all that stuff. And you kind of, once you get in a routine and they're just really busy, sometimes you lose that perspective um, on what is really at the end of the day in your life, the most important. But for me, like being a dad, being with my kids, being with my family, hands down, hands down is it tops everything. It just does. Like when I, and it's funny, like, you know, I'll, I do this podcast and we talk about big adventures and all this stuff, um, which is great. And I love having big adventures, obviously, but there's something to be said in just those little moments that I have with my kids every single day that just bring joy into my heart. Um, those are the best parts about life to me. Um, those are the parts, you know, (laughs) those are the parts that I'll definitely miss like as they grow up and being a parent is like bittersweet at times. Cause you're like, man, I just love this moment so much and it's fleeting and you know, eventually they're going to be grown human beings, which is great. Like that's part, that's the goal, right? Is they're going to be grown human beings eventually. And you want them to be able to like exist in the world and have a happy, fulfilled life. Um, but there are moments where I'd sit there and I'm like, man, I wish you could just stay here in this moment forever because it's just perfect. Um, and then I have other moments and that's, that's, those are the moments when I have perspective. Right. Um, and then there are others when you're just busy and you're trying to do stuff and you're trying to like cook dinner and it's unfortunate that you can't give the amount of attention that they probably need all the time. You know, um, I think I mentioned in that episode, we talked about bluey, (laughs) which is I'm talking about Calvin and Hobbes and bluey in this episode. Um, bluey's this amazing show. It's a cartoon. They're like seven minute episodes. Uh, it's a kid's show, but dude, I have to say, like, I look up to the dad in bluey. Who's a dog named bandit i look up to that guy he's a good dude he's a good dad and i'm like man i need to i i think to myself like what would bandit do in this moment like he would get goofy with him he would play with him like he would get crazy with them you know um there's an episode where there's a couple that i really like one called handstand so good this is my episodes if you're a grown adult and you're like hey i want to watch a kid's show real quick um, because it is a piece of art that Chris Ward told me about on the Like a Bigfoot podcast. Um, go to Disney Plus, watch Bluey, but go to a couple episodes. Go to Handstand. Handstand is fantastic because it I it blew my mind because I'm like, oh my god, this is what happens every single day. It's and I don't even want to ruin it, but it's essentially like their youngest kid is trying to do a handstand everybody else is busy so they're like center frame for seven minutes and there's just all this stuff going on behind them or like to the side like 
other kids are playing, their sister's doing something, the dad and mom are like trying to cook food and the kid's like, did you see dad? Did you see? And they're like, yeah, totally. And it's so obvious they didn't see. Um, and it's, I'm like, whoa, this just nailed it. Um, and then there's another one called, I think it's called like takeout or something. Takeaway. I don't know. It's all Australian. So it's a little, they, they have different words. Oh yeah. Takeaway. And all <laughs> every parent's going to relate to this one. It's just uh, waiting five minutes outside of like a, a restaurant. They're like, oh, we your food's not ready. We have five minutes. And it's the dad with the two kids. And within five minutes, chaos ensues, like pure madness and chaos with the kids. And um and the dad realizes like a very important lesson by the end of it so you got to watch that one which reminds me last night we drove to hockey practice for my kid for my oldest and within five minutes the five minute drive to hockey it was just everybody they were all yelling at each other they were all upset and tired and i realized though it's a lot of it had to do with me um like as we were trying to leave for hockey i didn't want to be late and and uh, my youngest two just were not getting dressed so i was like come on come on we gotta go we gotta go and like i think they fed off of my stress level um and then took that into the car and it wasn't a pleasant five minutes um and then the last bluey episode is called Dude, if you're still listening, by the way, and you're an hour and a half into this and you're like, what, what is he talking about? What bluey episode is he talking about? Um, anywho, <laughs> uh, sorry, this is what dad mode does to you. It, it destroys your brain sometimes. Um, but there's one called bike and it's, just, <laughs> it's just about, instead of stepping in like the dad like the kid falls on the bike and then and then instead of stepping in in all these different situations um the dad just be like let's just wait and see what happens and then the kids learn how to do these things themselves and gain all this self uh esteem and all this stuff um i'm about to like cry talking about bluey episodes it is 5:58 in the morning on a thursday what is going on? Um, okay. And that's about it, guys. I, I do have, I obviously have like way more to say about this, about this subject, because it's obviously a very important one in my life. So uh, I hope you guys took away something in that episode. It might have been a selfish act of me just being like, hey, I want to talk to my friends about their experiences uh, as dads. So, um, but yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you took something away. Uh, happy holidays. We'll be back at you next week.